Hi guys, welcome back to We Should Talk, a pop culture interview series from In The Now. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and this week on the podcast, we have Monique Samuels from Love & Marriage DC on OWN, formerly of The Real Housewives of Potomac on Bravo. It is great to have Monique back on TV. Love & Marriage DC is a Carlos King production. He's the man behind, you know, early Atlanta, 18s of Atlanta, early Jersey. So he's he, he really knows what he's doing, and he's behind some really iconic moments in reality television and he created this show and he wanted to give Monique Samuels a, another starring vehicle so he did Love and Marriage TC and it's a really solid cast. It's great to have her back and they're all just such open books on this show and it's a lot about marriage and relationship struggles and things like that. So it's a little bit different framing than Housewives was and it seems like it's a better fit for Monique right now. You know, I think that she just didn't feel supported and she I think it got really dark at the end of season five of Potomac and that's no secret. I love Real Housewives of Potomac. No, everyone knows that but I think for her it wasn't the right fit anymore and she didn't feel supported and she has every right to have moved on if if she felt that way. It seemed like a really tenuous situation. Um, So we got into a lot of that where her head was at with Housewives of it all and Bravo of it all um, and why this felt like a better fit for her and yeah we kind of we kind of touched on a lot of different things and her being asked back for Ultimate Girls Trip and deciding not to, whether she'd go back and watch what happens live with Andy, because there really is no bad blood between her and Andy, as she told as she told me in, the, in this episode. But yeah, I love Monique. I'm, I'm really happy she's back on TV. And if you're not watching Love and Marriage DC, definitely give it a go. I think it, it's a really solid show, as there's a lot of promise in this cast. And um, again, like Monique is such a star, and this is really kind of a central vehicle for her. There's a lot, a lot of promise there. Um, so keep listening for my interview with Monique Samuels. Tune in to Love and Marriage DC on OWN Saturdays at 9 p.m. And please rate, review, and subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you guys. So we are here with Monique Samuels, star of Love and Marriage DC on OWN, founder of Not For Lazy Moms, Mila Eve Essential Oils, she wears many hats. She is back in the game. I'm so excited to be talking to her again. Monique, thanks for being here. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. It's so good to connect with you again. <laughs> it's so good to connect with you. And yeah, we were just talking. I, I, we, we did an interview every time, every season of you that you had on, on Potomac. And um, I just feel, felt we had a connection back then. And so I'm really happy to be reconnecting. And I'm, again, I'm so happy to have you back on on our tv screens because i think that you are you're made for this i really think you are thank you i really appreciate it i'm happy to be back and definitely happy to connect with you (laughs) yes so how has it been so far like i mean we're we're deep into this first season of love and marriage gc and people are i mean i've seen a lot of talk about it carlos king is a legend he's he's the creator of this show you're in good hands how has it been so far do you feel the love from the fans Oh my goodness. It's been, it's been a crazy ride. First of all, (laughs) it's kind of funny. So when people last saw me, it was in a crazy situation leaving Potomac. Um, The binder like shut it down. So that was great. And then now fast forward, you're coming into a, a, a situation where my husband and I are like completely bumping heads. And it's just a part of the seasons of marriage that we go through that nobody has ever witnessed. So it was a lot um, just being able to film through that whole process. But what I could appreciate is that nothing about the filming process was contrived. Mm. The production crew was amazing. They just kind of sat back and just let us be us, you know, in every single scene. So that was very refreshing. 
fast forward now watching the show, I really wish there was more context behind Chris and I's arguments. Okay. Because I think it would make more sense for the people that are watching the show versus seeing the end of our argument where I'm the most heated. And my husband's basically like, all right, then I'm sorry. Shut up. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, let's just move on with it. But other than that, I'm happy overall because at the end of the day, we're bringing you genuine TV, genuine yeah. real life drama. We're opening up, we're sharing things about ourselves that most people probably wouldn't know. And I like the fact that people know that we're getting to know each other as we navigate this. And as the audience gets to know us, we're getting to know each other. So mm -hmm. it's very real. And I'm excited about the future. Good. Good. Yeah, cause we're, th this season is at sort of the 10 year mark of, of your marriage. And, and, and that, I mean, that's a big hump, but I think that, and, and you guys are being really open and honest about some of the struggles that you're facing. But I also think that what's talking about what you just said about like, sort of just seeing the, the most heated parts or, or the ends of the arguments. I, I'm sure that's frustrating, but I also feel like you have a, an understanding and like, you know, what makes good, you know, what a good, you're, you're making a TV show at the end of the day. Right. So you, I feel like you also know that, like, I don't know, I feel like you have a good understanding of that because it can't all be in there. But I also, as, as the star of the show, it's, it's tough to, to not it be can, able to show everything. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can be frustrating at times, even, even with knowing how reality TV works, because in my mind, I know everything that went down. Yes. You know? So in everybody else's mind, if I'm watching the show as a viewer, I would say the same things that everybody's uh -huh. Right. Well, but that's why we have reunion. <laughs> you know, it's like that's when you get to really put a button on everything and sum everything up. And uh -huh. then everybody will be like, oh, OK, now I get it. So you do have that time and that opportunity. Um, I had to be the person being the most experienced to just kind of make sure the show is driving along and pushing along. And and to me, what makes great reality TV is when you are yourself unapologetically and you're giving your all in, in every scene. This way, people can, whether they edit it, how they edit it, at least I know I gave everything that is truly me and I'm not trying to act. I very easily could have just pretended like everything was great. Of course, yeah. Me and my husband. I could have backed out of arguments that we were having, but of course, everybody likes a zero to 100 Monique. So you're going to see those parts where I'm getting the most like, you know, amped up. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's also a learning process in it as well, since my husband and I, we are, we're married. So mm -hmm. it's not like he's a friend I can just kick off to the side and not deal with him anymore. We have to figure it out. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, you're in it for the long haul. And it's, you're, it's, we're walking you navigate these, these tricky moments. I think that's, that really is to me what sort of is the biggest difference, like as a viewer, like in terms of this show versus the show you're on before, which is there's obviously some intergroup drama and like it's it's an ensemble show, but ultimately there's so many more scenes with you and Chris and the conversation topics are a lot about relationships and marriages and overcoming some of these obstacles. Was that a big factor in you ultimately deciding to do this? I know that you first told Carlos, no, you, you were like, <laughs> I'm not doing another ensemble show. He eventually yeah. got you to agree to it. But was that part of it like that? It wasn't the focus wasn't going to solely be on like drama between a, a group of women. Yes, definitely that. And also just being able to be in a situation where people aren't toxic on purpose. You know, you have situations that cause drama, but in, in when it really comes down to it, all of us that are on the show are really trying to create a sisterhood and a brotherhood. We're trying to create a safe space with each other because a lot of us were hesitant in this moment to be around and open up and share with other couples mm -hmm. because we've been done wrong, you know? So 
it's nice to be able to be around people that understand where you're going through. They have a successful marriage. So we're speaking the same language, you know? So that definitely made the difference as well. Also, just knowing that there's, we're not, we're not faking or fronting. We made it very clear that none of us are friend friends. We're very social friends and we're getting to know each other. Right. And y'all watching us get to know each other all around the board. It just seemed like a much better situation. And the whole purpose of us going to reality TV from the start was so that we could show this beautiful love between us and our children and watch us grow. So we felt like maybe Potomac was just the precursor. It was just getting us ready for love and marriage, DC. You're getting your feet wet for the, for, for yeah. several years, right? <laughs> exactly. And it, yeah. it is, it is a really solid cast. And I mean, it, it's kind of fun to, again, it's fun as we get to know you guys, or we already know you, but as we get to know the rest of the people, you guys are getting to know each other. For me, the person that really is popping other than you and Chris is, is Winter. Winter is like, to me, <laughs> she's a star. Yes, she is. Winter is hilarious because she really just like took this reality TV stuff to the next level. She said, look, <laughs> I'm gonna just come up in here and just cause all kinds of craziness, and all kinds of drama. And I'm gonna just tell you what I'm going through out of my own mouth. So y'all ain't got to talk about me behind my back. <laughs> Nip it in the bud right there. Exactly, exactly. Yes, yes. That is reality TV gold. She definitely came in with, in my mindset, because people asked, you know, what made you bring Winter? Like what made you introduce her? I know Winter from our platforms, from her being a person who is a life coach and a relationship coach. So uh -huh. every time we've talked has been about platform stuff, empowering women and things like that. In my mind, I said, this woman has a story to tell. She's had a crazy marriage and now she's about to get out of another crazy marriage. So she needs to tell that story because look at how many women can relate to that and can learn and grow the same way she did. And, and to be able to move on and have a smile on your face. So mm -hmm. that was the only thing that was on my mind when I brought Winter around. I had no idea that so much confusion, so much drama, the nicknames, the shade, all of that stuff, I was not prepared for and had no idea that she was even like that. <laughs> like I did not know. <laughs> right, right. So, but it all makes for great TV, that's for exactly, sure. Exactly, exactly. And did you, cause again, it, it really is you and Chris in this together as, as, as a, a married couple if you were going to do the show, he was going to have to play a bigger role in the, in the yeah. show than he did on the other show. So did he need extra convincing to, to do this with you? Or was it, or was it sort of like, if Monique wants to do this, Chris is down. Yeah, no, Chris is the reason I'm even on reality TV. It's his fault. Uh. So, <laughs> so no, he didn't have to be convinced at all. It was more so the production and the network of it all. Okay. And he felt more comfortable after talking and having several conversations with Carlos, he felt a lot more comfortable. Like, okay, I don't, he never minded doing reality TV. He just felt like it shouldn't be nasty and it shouldn't be dirty. And we shouldn't be trying to tear down each other or tear down each other's families or marriages. So he was always open to it. It was just the people, you know, just being around people that weren't so toxic mm. and have the same to lose, you know? So it's, it's much better of a situation because like I said, we're around real couples, like mm -hmm. real people who are actually married in a successful marriage that have something to share. And we're all holding our own weight. And you say, and you said in the premiere of, of this, of Love and Marriage DC, um, I want to get the quotes right. You just said that you always, you were always present on reality TV, but you weren't always able to be seen. And then you also felt that you were put in a box. 
Yes. I was wondering if you just, again, because it's, it's a show, so we only have so much context we can get there. So I'm wondering if you could just elaborate a little bit on why you felt that during your times on Real Housewives and sort of what more you get to show here that changes that. Yeah. So I felt like when I was a part of Real Housewives, it was like they only put you into a box of who they wanted your quote unquote character to be. So even though I'm a great businesswoman and I'm very hands-on, you know, I'm, I'm a person who I don't just sit around and get pampered and I don't get taken care of. Like I'm not a kept wife, but they wanted me to be. Hmm. So they would only show the viewers the things that would make it look like the narrative that they wanted to push, you know, like, oh, she's married to an NFL player and they, you know, they live like this. So this is how much money she spent. This is, you know, it's like, that's what their focus was. They didn't show me, you know, being hands-on as a mom, hands-on in my business, even in my relationship with my husband, there was a lot that was missing. Um, so with this show, I felt like I was free to really be me and editing always is what it is. Um, yeah, we only have course. so many episodes, so we can't fit in everything, but seeing me as me just genuinely be Moni in the middle, you know, trying to find peace, but also trying to get down to the bottom of some things. And, and maybe it comes off as a little messy. Maybe it is messy, but I'm a person, I'm a human. And mm -hmm. as you watch episode and how it transpires, you'll see that my heart of hearts really is for us to be happy and to have a good time. Yeah. And for us to promote and uplift each other and be happy for each other. And for us to be a shoulder to cry on whenever we're going through things, whether it's individually as, as uh, us personally or in our marriages or in our family. And that is what my biggest goal has always been. So you get to see more of that. Um, you don't see just one side to me and Chris's marriage, which looks all glittery and perfect. You right. get to see the other side of how we get to that sort of perfection that will never be perfection. <laughs> and it doesn't but come you, easy though. It doesn't yeah. come easy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And when, when you felt that, uh, you know, in the past several years that you were being shown in a certain way, would you push back on it? Would you be like, can we like, is that where the behind the scenes moments where you're like, come on, show more of this or show more of that? Yes. I would do so much filming. I mean, I filmed the most out of all of those ladies, those years I was there. I was constantly with cameras in my house. Mm -hmm. um, I remember the year where my husband um, was coaching football. And that time of year, I told them straight up, I said, this is going to be tough for me to start filming right now because Chris is basically gone for two weeks. And I have the kids. My kids were young at that time. This is before even Chase came along. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I have my kids and then I have filming and then I have not for lazy moms. So I don't know how I'm going to get all of this done. And I don't have any help. And they didn't care. It was just like, all right, well, we'll just follow you around, which made me even more tired. But um, there was so much that I showed and so much that I did. I had my very first live podcast, which was a full out production. And I was literally nine months pregnant. I was full I blown pregnant, yeah. still did the show. And then they didn't even show it. So it's like they would never, and, and that show was so impressive. Even production, all of the network execs that came down, that day for the it was supposed to be in the finale they were all blown away like we had no idea this is what you've been talking about and this wow. is what you do and they never showed it and when i tell you i pushed and pushed and pushed i showed you every bit of me even when i was full-blown pregnant and they would only show about 10 percent of who i was mm. it's, it's tough because i feel like again it's like part of it's probably being on an ensemble show but also it's also the nature of that show is just probably different so 
And I know that and I, you had a great, for people listening, if, if you want to listen to Monique, you did an amazing interview with Carlos King, the, again, the pr- producer of, of the show, where you talk a lot about things. But one thing I was wondering about was you said that, and I think you had said this before, was at the final part of that reunion that year with the binder and, had, and how you were really portrayed on that and edited in that, that final part was sort of the final straw for you in terms of leaving Real Housewives. And I'm wondering if, and I, I'm, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm just wondering if you could explain it. Do you ever consider staying to like sort of re, to, to reframe that your narrative in that, in, that, in that realm or to get a different kind of closure than you may, maybe would have gotten? Did you ever think about that? Or was it, was it like a, it, we're, we're, just, we're leaving, I, it's, I'm done. Yeah, no, I was done. I was done. Cause to me, I've had tough edits the whole time I've been on Housewives, you know? And I was accustomed to tough edits, but yeah. when you don't hold people accountable when they're doing some really nasty stuff behind the scenes and behind the backs and you know it and you have the power to show the full story and hold everybody accountable and you choose not to, that's when I knew enough was enough. You know, there was never going to be fairness for me. It was always me who had to apologize and be accountable. But when it was supposed to be in my direction, that never happened. Mm. You know, so at, at what point do you say enough is enough? So there is nothing that they could have done outside of show the full truth. If they would have came with that final part of that reunion and they would have really put the full story out there, that would have been something that I could build upon, you know, get some real apologies from these women who were so nasty to even have my baby's name in their mouth. You know what I'm saying? Get some real talk around that whole situation. And then maybe we could have had, you know, a future. But right. at the point where I showed you, you really don't care. And you would literally just stomp on me and keep stomping on me. Why would I give you the benefit of coming back and doing anything that involves that network or that production company? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and, you, and you said that you had sent, you had sent them all of the, like digi- a digital file of the whole binder. Is that, is that right? Yes, yes. Because when we finished filming the reunion, one of the major pieces that was missing was Chris and I went live. Right, and I remember Chris that. Yeah. Comments about if he was a woman, he would have smacked the women, this and the other, for what they said about our child. They never showed why we went live. We went live in response to Candace's live, Another where she lie. actually right. admitted that they were plotting against me and my child, trying to make up these nasty rumors about me and my husband and my baby, and she actually admitted it in in her live. Andy could not believe it. He's like, send me that clip. He asked me probably three or four times that day to make sure I sent him everything. Wow. But that turned into him demanding, like, no, that needs to be in a reunion. So I'm thinking it's definitely going to be in there. They reached out to me, production reached out, and they said, is there any way you can send us what you have in a binder? I sent them a digital copy of everything I had in that binder. Wow. Every, every single exists. tab. Yeah. And, um, and they didn't use it. <laughs> oh, I want to so, see yeah, that. <laughs> Yeah, it's wasting my time and everything else. But I did do Binder Time Stories, which is on my YouTube channel. Right. Three-part series that it was really fun just doing that and kind of giving a little closure, dropping a little bomb. 100%. A little key. Yeah, so so I got to do it in my own way. Do you feel like you have closure? Do you you feel that in your your heart of hearts? 
Oh yes, definitely. Good. And Good. it was really all on me because whatever you hold, whenever you hold a grudge or whenever you hold any type of negative energy, you give that person or that corporation the power over you and you become a slave to them. And I am no one's slave. <laughs> so I had to find peace within myself and come to my own resolve and allow myself to heal, which mm -hmm. took time, but I was determined to heal and I was determined to let it go. And now I can talk about it and be fine and right. not in any type of way. It's just me repeating what happened in history. Good. And, and I said earlier that I've seen a lot of people who I know were are avid Potomac watchers who have followed you to this new show and, and tweet about it and support you. I see it all the time. Do you feel that? Do you feel like as that there are people that you that you connected to over the past four or five years who have really stuck by you and and yes. you know are, are they're just fans of you regardless of what show you're on or what network you're on? Yes, I absolutely have. And I'm so grateful. And one thing that I love about any and everyone that's been supporting me, they keep me accountable. If they see something that they don't like, they will let me know. They'll say, I love that's you, girl, good. but I didn't like this. I love you, good. girl, but I didn't like that. And I appreciate the feedback because at the end of the day, they can only go off of what they see. So I'm never mad. I'm grateful for the support. Even people who don't like me watch the show. And they'll jump on my live and they will go in on me. But I just, I'm grateful that you're watching. So. Exactly. <laughs> a, viewer's a, a viewer is a viewer, Monique. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, if you're watching and you hate me, but you're still watching, that actually is a huge compliment to me. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. I guess on the, my other question is on the flip side, do you feel as though, probably mostly from that season five situation, do you feel as though there are some people that are sort of never going to kind of come around to you again or never going to like, cause they were kind of stuck in their opinion on that one situation. And then they're never going to kind of come back to you. Yeah. What's interesting is when season six was airing, I started getting just like a crazy amount of people tweeting me uh -huh. and tagging me and saying, you've been vindicated. You've been vindicated. It's not you. I was so mad at you when that happened, but now I get it. I don't know what was seen or shown or said, but apparently whatever happened, <laughs> People were like, okay, Monique, I'm, I'm, I'm riding with you again. I did and see I, some of that. I did see some of that as well. Yeah. It I, was I, a lot. I was like, what in the world is going on? Yeah. You know, at that moment, I was just like living you're, my you're own You're so life. checked out of that, right? Yeah, you, I was like, completely done. So. And I know that you're still, it, it warms my heart that you and you and Ash and Karen are still so close. You still, and you, you really made real lasting friendships with those women. Yeah. I, I love that. Do you ever, and tell me the truth, do you ever text them and be like, you know, like, what's the tea? Like, or what, what's going, do you ever ask them about it? Or you're like, do you keep it out of, out of, out of, out of that realm? <laughs> I don't ask at all. I really don't. Good for you. <laughs> I'll just say, how are you? And that's what I love about the sisterhood that we were able to create. Yeah. That I couldn't talk, I can talk to them and it's not about the show, mm -hmm. you know? So a lot of times when you are on the same, the same show, most of your conversation usually is about what's going on in filming and this, that, and the other. But for me, when it comes to Ashley, when it comes to Karen, it's like, we're checking in. How's everything going? How's the babies? How's the kids? How's Ray? What, what you got going on now? What's next for LaDom? You know, we're talking about essential oils. I actually got together with Ashley when she was in Florida um, last year. She was there with Michael and, and the boys. And Chris and I met up with them. I bought uh -huh. her some essential oils. and Love she it. About it which was really sweet um but yeah it's like we can actually talk and it's not about any of that and it's you know that's your life you still live in that life and that's fine and I'm living mine over here so it's absolutely fine. absolutely so another thing that we see on the show are your various 
career endeavors. You, you have, you have multiple. And one of the ones that I'm loving, we're, we're really watching the beginning of the journey is you are on WPGC 95.5 as a morning host, which I grew up in DC. And so 95, 95.5 was in my rotation of, of radio stations. Yes. So it, it, I love, I love the fact that you're on, that you're on there. What has that been like? Has that provided some sort of like new outlet for you that you didn't have before in terms of like, I don't know, airing your opinions out on certain things or talking about, I don't know, just tell me how that's been for you. Oh my goodness. When I tell you a dream job, like a dream come true. I remember being little, me and my sister and our cousins used to have our little boom box and we would record ourselves. Like we had our own radio show Amazing. and I was the host and to have that full circle moment. Oh my God. It's incredible. It, it, it has been so fulfilling. I love my, uh, my tribe. I call them my tribe, the co-hosts and the other hosts on the show. Everybody is so amazing. We're all on the same page. It's such a beautiful team effort. And we all bring at what we do best to the show. And there's, it's no more, no less. Everybody knows what they're good at. That's what we do. I absolutely love it. <laughs> like it is like, it's, it's my favorite thing to do. I love waking up now, getting up super early. It eases the, um, you know, like when people say, how do you get up at 4 a.m.? Because I know I'm heading to work. Right. <laughs> so you're you're it, happy with what you're doing. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. I absolutely enjoy it. Like every part of it, I really do. And I, I'm so blessed to work with such amazing people every single day. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's truly been a, a blessing. And do you feel like the Not For Lazy Moms podcast sort of was a good primer for, for this new gig of yours? Like, was it, it was that, was that a good on-ramp to, yes, to being a radio that host? Was, yes, that was actually what helped open that door for me. That's is amazing. because they had a particular type of host they were looking for and they really, really wanted it to be a mom. They wanted to have at least one of the members of the team to be a mom because it's been so many years since they had one to give that perspective. And the director listened to my podcast and that's how she, you know, I, I already knew her and another one of the um, personalities, Poet Taylor, she's on 95.5. She does the afternoon show. And she also come, came with the recommendation of me. So now it's like you nice. have people that you treat well that are in your corner. And then you have a radio, a radio director who is familiar with you, who then starts listening to some of your resume, which mm -hmm. not really my podcast turned out to be. And she said, I would love for you to come in. And she told me I was coming in to be a guest on the show. So I'm thinking I'm just going in as a guest. Make a little and appearance, funny, right? <laughs> that, yes, that morning I told my husband, I said, I'm going to do so well. They're going to give me a job. I literally spoke it. I Manifest spoke it, baby. <laughs> yes. And I went in there, did a good job so much that they asked me to stay another hour. Then they asked me to stay another hour. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. Well, as I'm pulling off from the station, the director sends me an email and says, you were amazing. Have you ever thought about a career in radio? And I said, absolutely. She said, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. We'll talk soon. And it was funny because at the same time I'm handling this deal, I was also handling the deal with OWN, with Love and Marriage DC. So Converging into it, right. Yeah, yeah, it was your moment. It was your moment and you took it. I love that. Yeah. So I love it. <laughs> and so we're, we're also seeing the continuation of Not For Lazy Moms, which we saw a lot of on Housewives, your essential oils business. Talk to me about, about sort of the status of both of those and then sort of what, the, what, what direction you're taking them in. Because I know that Not For Lazy Moms is sort of like a, an umbrella brand for different things that, that you do. Yes. 
Yeah, so it's my parenting platform and it's been helping people to the point where everybody's like, all right, where's the season four podcast? I haven't <laughs> had the time to do that yet. But um, I do enjoy the fact that I'm able to share my experience being a mom. I have my potty training book because my husband and I, I started potty training my children when they were six months old. They were wow. able to stop and people kept asking like, how did you do it? How did you do it? So I wrote a book about exactly how I did it with each individual child and the differences between them as I navigated that process. So now for Lazy Moms, we're doing pop-up events and we do a lot of networking events, just bringing people together that have businesses that are sharing with other people. And that's what we have become is a platform for sharing, whether it's sharing your experience, whether it's confessing about your, your motherhood or, or fatherhood journey, you know, it's so much sharing that happens and it's a beautiful thing. Then from that, we now have Mila Eve Essentials, which is my essential oils line, inspired and pushed by my followers who were like, we want your oils. Love it. <laughs> Amazing. Like, yes. I was like, okay. Um, so the natural remedies lane has already been my thing. Yeah, so for going sure. Into essential oils was just the next thing to do. And now I'm going to be launching my uh, skincare line under Mila Eve Essentials. It's called the Flawless Collection later this summer. So everything's been good. Business has been booming. We have 100% pure essential oils that help people with getting better sleep, breathing, relaxing. If you have anxiety, stress, ADD, ADHD, we have essential oils that will calm you, help you to focus. There's an oil for literally everything. And on my website, I don't just sell you the oil. I actually show you and teach you how to use it. Good, we have good. starter kits that help people get into essential oils and give you that introduction. And we have all kind of um, how-to videos and recipes and everything else for every condition you can think of. Yeah, I'm guessing the skincare line that you have coming out that has all the essential oils in in, the, in those products. That's that's Absolutely. great. Yes. yes. Have my best seller right now is my flawless glow toner, which I actually make that. And, um, and, I, and it has 10 different essential oils in it that are amazing for skin. And it has been my best seller because it's literally changing people's lives. People wow. who have skin tags, they're like, I've been using, you know, the essential oil um, mix, your flawless glow toner, and the skin tags on my face are gone. Stuff that I didn't even anticipate would happen. Is uh -huh. <laughs> and that led to me to say, you know what? We're going to get a whole line. This way, you know, you don't just have the toner. Now you're going to get a charcoal face wash. You're going to get some masks. You're going to get some serums and some moisturizing creams. Oh, I love it. So you, you, I, I don't, I don't know how you have the time of the day to do all this stuff. It's, it's, it's Me incredible. Either. Not a, not a lazy mom, happens. not a lazy mom. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Monique, would you, I mean, again, as, as you're, again, you, you, you said you have kind of closure from this, that chapter of your life that introduced you to so many people and you, it seems like you are in just such a great place. I think in just so many different aspects of your life. Would you ever like go back on Watch What Happens Live or do something that like plugs into the Bravo world of it all, but temporarily yeah. or just for yeah. a second? You know, it's, it's funny at first. So I still, I still keep in touch with Andy. So initially I was going to, um, he actually reached out to me. He wanted me to do the uh, girls trip. Right. I heard that. And I told him, no, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, so then he did let me know. He said, if you ever want to come on Watch What Happens Live to promote your products or anything that you're, you know, that you're working on, you're more than welcome. So I said, okay, cool. And I didn't take him up on the offer. But recently, I actually thought about it. And I said, you know what? This actually would be a good opportunity for me to promote my new show. 100%. And also for Andy and I to put to bed some rumors, 
that were spread about my departure, about, you know, people still thinking that I'm supposed to hate Andy because they don't know a lot of the behind the scenes things. Um, so I actually, we actually text back and forth and we're like, you know, I told him I was open to it. Something's going on between OWN and Bravo. So we'll see okay. what happens. Okay, got <laughs> it. But as of right now, it's on pause. But okay. he did reach out and I did let him know that I would be open to it. Do people think that you and Andy have beef because of you leaving? Yeah, people yeah. Think? Some people, yeah, there was like a thing going around where people thought that I was supposed to hate him for how he treated me at the reunion. Got it. But it wasn't about him. Right. But I told him, I was like, uh, first of all, Andy was doing his job. That's what he's supposed to do is ask the tough questions. But they didn't realize some of the things that he was doing for me while we were filming a reunion. First of all, they had my chair positioned so far away and in the dark. I could barely hear anybody else the whole reunion. Like mm. it was awful. And it was funny because a lot of people were talking about like Monique was paying all of them dust the whole time. Sometimes I was purposely paying them dust, but sometimes I really couldn't hear what they were saying. So I would just look at Andy whenever I wanted to say something and he would look at me, we would get eye contact and I'll put my finger up and he'd be like, oh, you want to say something? And I'd be like, yeah. And he would wait till everybody got quiet. And he'd be like, Monique, did you have anything to say? Because he there knew I didn't want to speak. Right. So he actually allowed me to be able to express myself without having to get loud, without having to yell. And we talked often throughout that whole process. And he wanted to make sure that my voice was heard. That's so it, it was it was things that Andy did even after the fight happened. Andy reached out to me and we talked and he helped me to navigate how I should be as I continue to film because mm -hmm. I actually wanted to quit right after the fight. So a lot of people didn't realize that. I was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> and I was like, why would you even want me to still be around if you're so upset about this right, fight? You know? right. But they wanted me to continue filming and he allowed me to be able to film at my own comfort level. Cause I was like, I don't want to do anything all cast. I'm not going on an all cast trip. So if y'all want me to stay, I need to know that that is going to be acceptable. Totally. So and they, mm -hmm. yeah. And then you said that you turned down girls trip. Was that just because it would have been, it would have been too much like of back in that same kind of scenario of like kind of the, the, the dramatic group of women kind of, yeah. it would have been too much. Yeah, that would have been too much. Also, I don't, I'm not interested in working for Bravo ever again. <laughs> you know, like there was other things that went on, mm -hmm. you know, with whoever they had in charge of situations, you know, their PR people and everything else. There were things that I didn't like, even from the network side. So I was just like, you know, it's not just a production thing. It's not a Potomac women thing. It's also a network thing. And Got I it. kept it real with them and just told them, I'm, you know, I'm not interested. Mm. Well, Monique, you are, again, you're, you're in such a great space. And I'm, again, I'm so happy that we were able to reconnect today. And if, if, if people are watching or listening to this and they're not watching Love and Marriage DC, it's a really fabulous first season of a reality show. And I just think I'm, I'm so excited for you to have another starring vehicle because I, I think, again, like I said, at the top of the show, this is a, this, this, this medium is really great for you. And I think you really are great. You're a great television personality and a great person. So um, I'm just yeah. happy that you have this, this, this place to, to shine again. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm happy to be back on TV. <laughs> it's Good. been a pride, you know, a bumpy one, but it is what it is. <laughs> and, then, and, and, you, and, you and you took a much needed break. You know, you took, you took a, a little bit of time away and that probably rejuvenates it. And that's, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, Monique, if there are any other plugs you want to do before we sign off, do them now. Um, but otherwise everyone watch Love Marriage DC on Saturdays at 9 p.m. on own. Yes, 
Absolutely. Yeah. And, and for all things Monique Samuels, go to moniquesamuels.com. You'll find all of my businesses there in my social media if you would like to follow. Awesome. Thank you so much, Monique. It was great to talk all to you again. It was great talking to you. Good yes. seeing you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to We Should Talk. I hope you enjoyed the interview. You can find out more about In The Know at inthenow.com. You can follow me, Gibson Johns, at Gibsonoma on Twitter and Instagram. And you can listen to all of our interviews, past and future, by searching We Should Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Hope to see you next time.